Well, good morning, everybody. Hold on now. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. As you'll see later on, this is a bit of a different service today. Uh, you are very, very welcome here. It is an all-age service today, and so we're all staying together for the whole time. Uh, I'll explain a little bit more about how it's going to work in just a bit. Uh, first of all, just a couple of bits of church family news. First of all, have you got a copy of In Touch, our newsletter, our news sheet? Good, because you're going to need that later on. You will find that. Plus, it actually tells you what's going on in the life of the church. So one of the things would be that we're having a church lunch today. So it might be that you already knew and have signed up and have brought some food to share. That's great. If this is the first time you're hearing about it, that's okay. You're welcome to stay and uh, share lunch with everybody anyway. So once the service is done, there'll be tea and coffee as normal. And then after that, uh, we will have lunch once that's all ready. Uh, this evening, uh, I'll tell you, actually, I'll say a bit more about that in a sec. This week on Tuesday evening, it's the prayer meeting. It'd be great to be able to be together at uh, half past seven here at church to be able to pray together for all sorts of things. Um, one thing I'd appreciate prayer for is I'm away for a lot of this week. So if you have any things you would normally want to speak to me about, feel free to speak to one of the other elders about that. I'm at a, a funeral on Tuesday and then uh, away at a conference for the rest of the week. So if you do need to speak to somebody, you can speak to the rest of the elders. So sadly, I won't be there at the prayer meeting, but it'd be wonderful if you could be. Now, um, since the start of the year... Uh, in our morning services, we've been looking through the book of Esther, and we've covered 10 chapters over four weeks. And we found, though, that a lot of the story comes through when you see the whole story in one go. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to do the entire book of Esther in one go. The, uh, the events of the book are celebrated in the festival of Purim. And one of the ways that Jews have celebrated Purim over the centuries has been through dressing up and retelling the story with different people playing the different parts. Uh, the hero of the story is Mordecai, and so whenever his name is said, people cheer. So I'm going to need you, if you feel comfortable to do that, and probably if you don't, no, it'd be great if you would want to do that, to join in and cheer when his name is said. Yes, every time his name is said. The baddie is the evil Haman. And uh, in obedience to Deuteronomy 25, which commands people to blot out the name of Amalek, whenever his name is mentioned, people make a big noise so that it can't be heard. They take their shoes off and bang them on the floor. They spin rattles to drown them out. Now, I happen to have one of these actual rattles. I'm only going to do it a couple of times because it is quite the thing. This, this is what it sounds like. Are we ready? That's quite amazing, isn't it? Imagine if you all had one of these, and every time, every time the name of Haman is said. So thankfully, you have these. There you go. So uh, you might have some of these, or some other little noisemaker type thing. Um, this is to, to, to do when you hear the name of Haman. So have you got something, has anybody got here something you need to blow in, like a whistle? Okay, can we have a practice of those? Three, two, one. Okay, okay. Who's got, who's got something to shake or spin or rattle? Can we have a go of those? There we go. Now, can we do it all together? Three, two, one. Yeah, 
Do it, keep it short and sharp so we can keep moving. Does that make sense? You also might have seen that there were some party poppers. Now, hold it, hold it. We're going to use those at the end. It might be an idea for grown-ups, and if you are a grown-up, maybe a more sensible grown-up, to be holding onto your party popper. So we're going to do it at the right moment and not before. Now, as you can tell, this is not going to be a normal church service. Uh, to paraphrase something that Robin said the other day in an elders' meeting... He said, if I was a visitor here for the first time, uh, I would be asking, is it normally like this? <laughs> and I would be glad to hear that the answer was no. <laughs> but I'm also glad that we can do stuff like this <laughs> once in a blue moon. Uh, if you would rather have a normal service with a normal sermon where we take communion and we do things normally, you are in luck because this evening at six o'clock is our evening service and it would be great to have you along with that. I've been working on the sermon, and it's just a wonderful passage. It would be great to have you along this evening where we will, uh, this will be a communion table once again, and we'll be having a bit more of a normal uh, thing. And I promise you, there will be no whistles. Um, but this morning, every part of a normal service is here. We're going to be singing praise to God at various points. We'll pray, so I'm going to pray at the start and at the end, and then we'll join in with a prayer together in the middle. The bulk of our time is going to be telling the Bible story with moments where we pause, we reflect on what the story means for us, how the story points to Jesus. And if you want to, you can follow along in the story in your Bibles. So there's going to be a Bible reference at the bottom on the screen the whole way through. So if you want to be seeing where are they getting this from, you can be following along with that. I will be the narrator. Now, everybody else had to wear a costume, so this bow tie is sort of my nod towards saying, all right, I'll dress up a little bit. I'll dress up a bit. Uh, but we have four other people playing the main parts, as well as a couple of other people who've agreed to stand up and read a line at various points. Uh, we've had a lot of lines to learn, therefore we haven't learned them, which is why we're going to be using our scripts, so I do apologise for that. But are we basically ready? Good. I'm going to pray before, I, before we begin. Our loving Father God, we want to thank you so much that we can be together today. We want to thank you for the story of Esther. We pray that you would help us to enjoy it, help us to understand it better this morning, help us to see more of how glorious you are and how wonderful our salvation is through Jesus. Please bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the story of Esther talks about how God is able to turn situations around. So we're going to start by singing a song about our good God who picks us up and turns us around. So we're going to sing, My God is a Good God. Uh, do people know this song? Yes. Felicity, do you want to do some actions with me? I haven't primed you on this. Do you want to do some actions? Does anybody else want to come and do some actions? Yeah, Zoe? Okay. If any, yeah, yeah. Come on, if you want to come and do some actions, you can come out. Okay, so we're singing, my God is a good God. When we say good God, we do thumbs up. My, my God is a good God. Yes, he is. My God is a good God. Yes, he is. For he picks me up, turns me around, puts my feet on the solid ground. My God is a good God. Yes, he is. And then the next time we do it, it's good, good God. And then the next time, there are more goods. I'll tell you how many at the time. So let's stand on our feet and sing together.
does very Around 600 years before Jesus was born, a terrible army appeared. The Babylonian Empire roared and filled God's people with fear. They took them away to a far-off land, away from all they'd known, away from the place God had given to them, the land to call their own. They wondered if God had abandoned them, forgotten his promise to save. But really, they'd forgotten him. That's why they were taken away. Seventy years they lived like this. But God hadn't forgotten their plight. The Babylonian Empire fell to the Persians in all their might. The Persians were much, much nicer and they let God's people go. So thousands of Jews gladly went to restart life back home. But some, for whatever reason, said, let's not go back at all. Our story begins at that time in Susa, the capital. I am the king of Persia, Xerxes the Great, to you. Because I am pretty great, if I say so myself. I say so myself, I do! <laughs> I want to throw a party, a party to celebrate me, because I am someone worth celebrating. I'm sure you will agree. Oh. I'll have this big bash of my palace to show off my glory and power. The party will last six months, whole months. Why not swing by for an hour? In fact, I just know what we'll need at the end of my half-year do. Another party lasting a week. But this time, I'll invite you. Yes, all of you poor folk from Susa. The great unwatched <coughs> out there. Come to the palace and have some fun. It'll be the event of the year. So the people went into the palace, and they'd never seen such wealth. Food, and drink, and sweeties. All you can eat. Just help yourself. It was all just so impressive. To make you more than cheer, the king was flexing his muscles. up to that kind of might, let alone you or me. Well, enter the queen, king's wife Vashti, or don't enter, as the case may be. The king had had a lot of cake and was feeling rather giddy, and he summoned for his lovely wife because she was so pretty. Oh, Vashti is so gorgeous. I want the world to know. I'll make a dance and twirl for us and put on a little show. Oh, oh, Vashti, darling, out you come. But there wasn't a reply. Perhaps she couldn't hear me. Could you give it a try? Vashti! 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 
sounds. Oh, great majestic one, the beautiful Queen Vashti says she will not come. The king had never been so disrespected in his life. The greatest emperor ever seen, but the trousers are worn by his wife. He quickly called his advisors. He asked, what should I do? They answered, you've got to do something, you'll call the hullabaloo. Wives across the empire will kick up such a stink. Vashti said no, and so shall I. I left all the plates in the sink. <laughs> so great King Xerxes banished his wife. He'd never see her again. Which sounds quite like what she wanted. I'm sure she didn't complain. <laughs> but now the question arises, who will be queen instead? That's, why, that's when one of the king's advisers stood up and loudly said, we should have a contest. The winner will be your wife. We'll gather up loads of women. You pick the one you like. King Xerxes loved it. He clapped his hands with glee. I know he's basically kidnapping, but it's sounds a good plan to me. Meanwhile, elsewhere in Susa, there was another guy, not big and powerful like the king, a Jew called Mordecai. Now, later in the story, Mordecai becomes a hero. So say, hooray, when you hear his name. Ready? Three, two, one, zero. Mordecai! Come on, let's do a little bit better than that. Mordecai! To Judah when all the others did. I just stayed here in Susa. And if anything, I hid. You wouldn't know I'm Jewish from the way that I would act. You might not even think I'm nice, if not for this fact. My little cousin Esther, her parents sadly died. And so I raised her as my own. And all her needs supplied. She's like a daughter to me. I don't know what I'd do if anything can happen to my little, lovely Esther. <laughs> but something did then happen. Because she was a looker when the king's advisors saw her, the king's advisors took her. They took her to the palace with a load of other ladies so the king could see if she might be the one to have his babies. I wanted to get married to a lovely man one day, but not like this. It's horrible. They just took me away. They made me use these beauty creams and waxes, lotions, spray tan for 12 long months to make us look as wonderful as they can. And every night a different girl goes in to see the king. And if he doesn't like her, he won't give her a ring. She'll never see his face again, but won't be sent home either. She'd have to stay in servitude. You wouldn't want to be there. Mordecai <laughs> told Esther what she simply had to do. You absolutely cannot let them know that you're a Jew. Perhaps it made life easier. Perhaps it get, kept her safe. But if you are a friend of God, you shouldn't be ashamed. But nonetheless, that's what she did. She just put on the ointment. She tried to hide her Jewishness. 
awaiting her appointment. But then one day, they called her name. They called her name. Esther, the preparation's done. It's time to go and see the king and see if she's the one. When the king saw Esther to decide if she'd be queen, the king said, Let's call off the search. She's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> I've looked at other candidates, the thousands in the queue, but you're just what I'm looking for. The winner must be you.
But he wasn't just paid for sitting, although that does sound great. He worked with lots of money and with power and politics, with lots of special VIPs and fancy business trips. But then, one Monday morning, Monday afternoon actually, while walking through the office, I accidentally overheard a juicy bit of gossip. A couple of royal bodyguards are angry and frustrated. They plan to go and kill the king and have him assassinated. So Mordecai <laughs> passed on the news to Esther right away. He simply had to tell the king to try to save the day. Esther looked right into it and found the plot was true. The plotters were arrested and then punished through and through. To thank him for his loyalty and help to catch the crook, they wrote the name of Mordecai inside a special book. And then they all forgot it. Mordecai was soon ignored. He never got a medal or a badge or a reward. Scene 5. What's going on with this? <laughs> Scene 5, there we go. Now, we're in a good bit, and I need you to join in. You'll find your noisy thing nearby for you to make a din, but parents, please control it. Because the rules of this here game is you only make the noises when I say the baddie's name. He's such an evil villain, I'm hesitant to name him. But the dirty, rotten scoundrel is the one that they call Hamer. That's right, you ought to boo in this. You ought to shake your rattle. Because he's about to pick a fight, stir up an ancient battle. I'll let him introduce himself. Someone not joining in. 
Mordecai would not salute. He would not bow the knee. A room of people standing up for Haman, but not he. Every day they asked him, Mordecai, what is the what is the fuss? Why don't you do what you've been told, just like the rest of us? Eventually, he told them. It's because I'm a Jew. And Haman is our enemy. It's true. For centuries, his people have tried to stamp us out. But we're, not still, we're still standing nonetheless. I'll not stop bowing now. Okay, the people told him, I'll run it past the boss. Is it okay for Jewish, uh, Jews to sit, not bow? The boss was cross. Is it okay for Jewish types to pay me no respect? Is it okay to disobey? Well, what do you expect? Of course it's not okay. He'll not get away with that. He'll rule the day he ever messed with me. And that's a fact. So, Haman made an evil plot, the evilest by half. And when he finished plotting it, he laughed an evil laugh. <laughs> a little bit more evil than that, please. Chinese, sorry, when the Persian whisper gets to you, pass it on 
then cry and pout. So you come up to the moment. I need somebody on this side as well. Somebody? You need to read Go on, Fisty. Over here. Over here. Okay. So what we're going to do is when the message gets to you, you pass it on, and when you hear the news, you go, and then you pass it on, okay? So here's a growing sadness, that's the idea we're going for. So, okay, so you go pass on the message, go and pass on the message to somebody, and pass it on. Yeah, that, you start over here, start, start, if you start over here, that'd be great. We're not hearing very many boom booms.
the nasty, evil scheme to kill all of God's people. It was like an awful dream. When Mordecai learned the news, he loudly wept and cried. And Esther in the palace from inside. She sent to him a messenger to tell him. But Mordecai <laughs> assured her, it's much worse than you think. <laughs> and he told her of the edict. Her heart began to sink. Haman, <laughs> he's not the only one who made a plot as well. Mordecai <laughs> had made one too, but needed Esther's help. Oh, you are royal Esther. You are married to the king. Go to him and beg, so he will stop this dreadful thing. But Esther laughed and said, He will not care that I'm his wife. Unless he calls, if I go in, he'll surely take my life. You can't just walk in unannounced. Everyone knows that. There's armoured guards everywhere. Step in, they'll knock you flat. And what am I supposed to say as I walk in unbidden? He does not know that I am a Jew because you told me keep it hidden. Now you tell me, tell the truth. Yeah, now we're in danger. We haven't spoken for a month. I'm practically a stranger. What good is there in what? What good is there in getting killed? My people's life to plead. So no. I can't do it. There's no way I can succeed. Esther wouldn't take the risk. She would not be a chancer. But Mordecai was not the type to take no for an answer. I know you'd be in danger, and please don't think me callous. But do not think that you will be so safe inside that palace. What if someone should find out? Queen Esther was a Jew. I bet you wish at that point someone would speak up for you. But if you will not help, if you stay silent at this time... Pause. Just think how you or I would finish off that line. If you will not help us, if you will not be our voice, then certain death awaits us all. You do not have a choice. But now let's hear what he did say, because it's very different. And think of how on earth he could be so confident. Go. If you stay silent at this time and will not plead our court case, relief and deliverance will arise from another place. See, God has made his promises and his word will prevail. So if a threat comes, we can know the evil threat will fail. Bad things may have happened. It might all look amiss. But maybe God has brought you here for such a time as this. After lots of careful thoughts, Esther was persuaded. I can't sit in the palace while my people go unaided. Gather all God's people up and go and tell them when they're there, do not eat for three whole days, just concentrate on prayer. Without God's help, we'll all be dead. We face an early grave. It's time to turn from all our sins and pray to God 
who saves. And so they did. And so should we. We're just the same as them. Hold on, let's go. Because a day is coming when God's anger at our sin will come to us and face us with the punishment, unless another goes before the throne to humbly plead for us. Jesus risked, no, gave his life to save the ones he cherished. Like Esther, he said, I will go, and if I perish, I perish. And so we turn from all our sin and thank the Lord for Christ who took our problem on himself and gladly paid the price. So just like those guys long ago who prayed for that event, we'll pray these words aloud as together we repent. Now prayer is going to come up on the screen and, and if you feel able to, it's a chance to say sorry to God. If you know you need Jesus to forgive you, then why not join in praying with the words in bowls. Please help us, Lord. All of us have sinned and not behaved as we should. We deserve to be punished, and one day you will punish sin. Please forgive us. Jesus gave his life to save us, and now he pleads for us. For his sake, forgive our sins, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you, Father, for saving and forgiving us through Jesus. Wonderful. Where were we? I remember Esther said that she would ask. So everybody prayed for God to help her in this task. She put the crown upon her head and made the walk alone. Would the soldiers get her? As she approached the throne, can we give a drum roll please on your knees? She braced herself. The soldiers, they would surely intercept her. But no! The king saw Esther and held out the golden scepter. <laughs> it's not a tennis ball or a cricket stump. It's gold. Esther, darling, fancy that. We weren't expecting you. I'll give you anything you want. What would you have me do? That went better than I'd hoped. I thought I'd have to plead. But now you come to mention it, there is one thing I need. If it please the king, I would have a little do. A feast fit for a king and queen. Oh. Haman. <laughs> yes, Haman could come too. So, Esther, Haman, and the king enjoyed a lovely meal. Then, oh jeez of biscuits, the king said, What's the deal? I've had a lovely dinner and a great night with my wife. But that can't be the real reason why you came to risk your life. Just, just tell me what you want, and I will give you your request. I want another feast tomorrow. Please come and be my guest. 
So, everybody went back home with tummies nicely stuffed. But worst of all was Hain. Who was feeling rather chuffed. I am so great, that party, and a guest list just of three. There's another one tomorrow. The king, the queen, and me. I must be so important. I'm the only one they choose. If life's a competition, then I win and you all lose. <laughs> but you'll never guess who he should see as he walked home through town. Mordecai the And he still would not bow down. That bloke makes me so angry. Does he know who I am? The one in charge, the one who'll get them all with my great plan. So he became impatient. He'd bring the deadline near. That's when his wife devised another horrible idea. If you can't wait to have him killed, then speed things up a bit. Build a 75-foot spike. Impale the little twit. <laughs> 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 okay, time for an interval. If you need to stretch your legs for a moment, you can stretch your legs. Anybody who needs to do that? Anybody who needs to stretch? Maybe turn to the person next to you and say, what do you think is going to happen next? What do you think is going to happen next? <laughs> Than me. I'd let him 
wear a royal robe and ride a royal horse and get the royal servants to sing praise to him, of course. I'd show that he's important. Let his glory be displayed. To cap it all, let's put him at the front of our parade. A great idea! A carnival! The best money can buy! So go and do exactly as you said! Shut 
culprit out.
gone, it all looks great. A time of joy and laughter. But really, it's not over yet. Not happily ever after. You see, there's still the edict looming over people's heads. And on the Dar the 13th, all the Jews will still be dead. So once more, Esther pleaded. My king, we need your aid. I cannot bear to see my people killed in such a way. Cancel a Haman's edict. Just revoke that evil law. You simply have to help us. See, I'm begging on the floor. But the king replied quite hopelessly. I'd help you if I could. You must agree that hanging nasty Haman was, was quite good. And I gave his job to Mordecai. I'm quite a helpful bloke. But once I've issued a decree, it cannot be removed. Feel free to write another one. But what good can that do? I'm sorry, dear. My hands are tied. Fat lot good of you. But Esther was encouraged. Write another law, you say? Fetch pens and paper, lots of them. Let's do it right away. And so they wrote a second law, and one which made more sense. For this new edict, let the Jews engage in self-defence. If anyone attacked them, they could now attack them back. The playing field was level, and their lives were back on track. They wrote it up and issued it to send to all the Jews with couriers announcing this really good, good news. Again, I need two volunteers to get the message out. And when you get it, pass it on, then raise your fist and shout. So it's, uh, woohoo, okay? Right, come on, then, Zoe, you come out. Yeah, 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 come on. Little boy. Now, here we go. The message is... Celebrations spread around like Mexican waves. Can we do this? Ready? Can we do it? Can we do it? Let's send it back a little bit better than it came to us. Ready? Go. Very good. Their good news was really great. And ours is just the same. Because of Jesus' death for us, 
God's people win the game. It all will work out in the end. One day we'll all be free. So we're rejoicing even now, before the victory. Some others saw that Jews would win, despite the nasty schemes. If you can't beat them, join them. So they started switching teams. It's not too late to do that too. You know the final score. So join Jesus' winning side, and then your victory's sure. The 13th of Adar has come, the day we came to dread. Would it work out? Would we survive? Say what the message said. For when the battle came, God's people somehow won the day. Great heroes they became. Now we're in an all-age service, so the rating is a U. The budget's also pretty small, so there's no blood to view. But to help us get the picture of this fierce and gruesome war, roll up your copy of In Touch and use it gently as a sword. The battle was soon over. The battle was soon over. The battle was soon over. Now, all God's people had all won. The nasty things that threatened them and all the fear was gone. The next day was a resting day with no more need to worry. Time to spend with all your friends. No need to rush or hurry. Mordecai and Esther wrote to all the folks. Wrote to all the folks. <laughs> we want you all to celebrate this day with fun and jokes. Every year remember and celebrate with glee. Wear party hats, play party games and generally party. Three, two, one. <laughs> I can't think what the cleanest gonna think about all this. Okay, settle down. Because the evil Haman had tried to kill us dead, but everything reversed around and landed on his head. Yes, everything has turned around. Our tears were wiped away. Our mourning turned to dancing. Our grief to holiday. For God will always save us. That's a truth to rest secure in. I hereby state we celebrate the festival of Purim. Hang on, hang on. Purim? That's quite a random title. Purim just means casting lots. How is that so vital to the story of this festival? Explain it, Esther. Try. Haman cast lots to pick a date when all of us will die. You cannot get more random. 
strength than casting thought or lots, like drawing strings or rolling dice to make your plans and plots. The whole thing seemed so random. It looked out of control, but God was always working things towards a certain goal. There's no such thing as random. He's sovereign over the lot. So when our lives get scary, we can trust that God's still God. So maybe Purim's not that strange. It's one more evidence that God's in charge of everything. So trust his providence. Trust in God no matter what's the moral of the story. Although unseen, he's working for our good and for his glory. So read the story for yourself in the Bible later. See how this all points to Jesus as our king and as our saviour. Happily ever after is the way our story ends. For Mordecai and Esther and for you and me, my friends. One day the war will finish and our battles here will cease and all God's people everywhere will live in joy and peace. All because of Jesus. So remember and be strong. When we were lost, Christ rescued us. Let's celebrate in song.
say a massive thank you to our lovely actors. Can I say thank you to Esther? Thank you, Nicola. And to Mordecai. Thank you, Edward. And to Xerxes. Thank you, Phil. Where is he? There he is. And a massive boo for Heyman. No, thank you very much, Liz. Thank you very, very much. You can all take your seats now you've come all the way up here. Now, I hope you did enjoy that. I hope if you've been listening to the sermons over the last month or so that it's helped to sort of put it all together into one go. I really would recommend that maybe later on, before it all fades out of your mind, that you read the story of Esther. Try and sit down, maybe in one go or over a couple of goes, to read it and see how it all fits together. Uh, there's plenty of time for us to chat now. There's going to be tea and coffee and things downstairs, a chance to, uh, to talk. Why not talk about what we've just heard, about what struck you from the story? Not just how funny Liz looks in a beard, but what were the bits from the story that most jumped out at you? Uh, then after that, at some point, we're going to have our lunch together. If you're able to stay around, that would be great. That won't be for a little bit. 11.20 is a little bit early for lunch. Uh, so, uh, but do stick around if you're able to for that. As I said before, we have our evening service at 6 o'clock, which will be much more normal. So uh, actually, it might be a really good time to, to come along this evening. At 6 o'clock, we'll have a chance to uh, have... Yes, why not? Uh, we won't be doing that this evening, but it would be great to come together at 6 o'clock, sing God's praises, to celebrate the Lord's Supper together, and hear God's word. Well, I'm going to close uh, this part of our time together with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the joy there is in your word as we hear about how faithful you are, how good you are. And we know, as those who trust in Jesus, how much better our salvation is even than this one. And so we pray that you would fill us with that joy and trust in you no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen.